from East St. Louis, Illinois, weighing 275, Bobo, Brazil. His opponent from Berlin, Germany, weighing 269, Fritz Van Erich. Gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. The last of the Titans. In the passion and death of their struggle, the very art that had raised them to such Olympian heights was lost. Their techniques vanished. Now, Bobo Brazil is a stooge now. He's going to try to protect Bruno Sarmentina. What a Uncle Tom Bobo Brazil is. He stinks as far as I'm concerned. Bobo Brazil, that's what, I, that's what I think of him. All right, fans of the Titans of Wrestling, if you're digging this show, you got to know that we've been doing them for a while. We've got an archive of shows that you're going to blow your mind. Just head on over to the Place to Be Nation to check them out. Titans of Wrestling Archives, you know you want to hear it. This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Hello and welcome to the Titans of Wrestling. Um, yeah, tonight we're doing something a bit different, um, which you could probably tell because you're hearing my voice, Kelly Nelson, and you're not hearing Parv's magnificent Welsh-English <laughs> voice. Um, yeah, it's just the three of us tonight, uh, myself, Pete, and Johnny. Yeah, Par- uh, Parv doesn't celebrate Black History Month. Mm. No, apparently not. <laughs> well, well, apparently, by reading his latest exploits, Parv is down at the Regal Beagle right now, trying to <laughs> figure out how to juggle uh, uh, t- two days while still making sure that Mr. Furley thinks he's gay. And, and, and booking WWE 1983. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. He's got a very full, full schedule these days. Uh, no wonder he can't make it to uh, one of his podcasts. But anyway, uh, today we have a special treat. We have um, Black History Month, and we are going to celebrate Black History Month on the Titans by looking at footage that has been recently uploaded onto uh, the WWE Network just in the last few days. Um, some really interesting stuff. Uh, on there, a lot of stuff people haven't seen before, or very rare. Um, so tonight it's myself, Pete, and Johnny, and I'll throw to you first, Pete. Uh, yeah, I want to. I want to talk a little bit about that stuff. Uh, it's really neat because the network people have been, you know, a lot of the uh, upsetness or uh, people that we haven't been getting enough classic content. Mm-hmm. So this Black History Month is kind of like a little tease. Uh, and stuff where, wow, they really have some really cool stuff where I really wish it was on the network. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand the point of them not put, uh, just, you know, dumping it and, and stuff onto it. But, man, it really is a tease because, uh, like, the three things we looked at, I wish, I mean, because they, did, they didn't just do this for, 
for black athletes. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to be looking at the three Hall of Fame uh, bios of Tony Atlas. Uh, 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 who else? Uh, uh, Tony Bobo. Atlas, Bobo Brazil and Ernie Ladd. Uh, but they did it. I remember uh, getting it for like Harley. They did it for like all these Hall of Famers. Yeah, they do two little pieces, then throw some matches up there. Like they had uh, Harley car for Harley race. They had, excuse me, they had a Harley race uh, when he first won the title from Terry Funk, and uh, right. he had a, a match that hadn't aired on TV in, uh, from uh, Kerry Von Erich uh, versus uh, versus Harley race. They did it for. Greg Valentine, and they they put that hour draw with Bob Backlund, which at the time that had never uh, that, oh, had, that that hadn't been around when they did it on twenty four seven. So those are the things that you kind of miss. Um, and for me, like I, I watched, uh, I've been watching some of this stuff, watching some of the Mid South episodes, and I watched a uh, a, a Mid Atlantic show. I can't remember the which one off the top of my head. But it was a great, just great show. It had uh, had Harley Race cutting the uh, bounty promo on Flair. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a match between the Briscoes and Steamboat and Youngblood. They got about 10 minutes. And it's a match me and uh, Chris Zellner talked about that we had never seen it and really haven't seen it in circulation around. I'm not saying it's not not out there. I just think it's something that just got hidden. Mm-hmm. And, and it's never been. And for me, as a big Steamboat fan, I mean, it really got my juices uh, flowing because it's like I get I don't I uh, get it that much excited about Ricky Steamboat because I think I've I mean I do but I I think I've seen all his great matches and and mediocre ma- I mean I think I've seen every match that of his that's that's of consequence that's made tape and there here one I had it so mm-hmm. I got super excited. Yes, we're talking about you know something positive on the network, uh, the Black History Month <laughs> footage that uh. has been uploaded. Not uh, all positive. <laughs> no, not all positive. Um, <laughs> but but fun. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. So, so anyone out there has a network, you can easily follow along with the show, and you can watch it. Uh, watch what we watch. Yes. And you can for only nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, only nine ninety nine a month. About twelve fifty Canadian, approximately. <laughs> <laughs> and and fifty dollars for the VPN that I, I purchased uh, per year. And if you guys haven't heard Johnny's new game show, Brain Buster, oh, yes. uh, it's sweeping the nation. Yeah. I was a guest. I had a hell of a time. Um, and uh, it'll, be a, it'll be, a you know, I think for you guys who want to get on there, contact Johnny. He's looking for for guests. He's had a lot of people want to get on because it's the happening thing. Yeah. I, I, I challenge that no good parv to, to it. <laughs> And he's cowering right now, like like Ted DiBiase would if like on a Hulk Hogan comeback. Uh, yeah. uh, so uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. man, Johnny, just uh, congratulations on the Thanks, uh, on the yeah. endeavor, and uh, I'm really proud of you because I really I didn't see the potential that it, uh, that it had, and it really did. Well, well you know, I, I am a visionary. No, but just seriously, oh, thank you. I appreciate it, and thanks for being on the first one and helping him make it. Uh, Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It wouldn't have been as successful if I didn't have a great fucking first panel. And on the second panel, I'll just let everyone know, uh, Brain Buster Episode 2 is recording uh, February 28th. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're going to be doing monthly shows. I've got no uh, shortage of people who want to be on, so that's great. And if you want to reach us, do it at the uh, the Twitter uh, we're doing. I'm doing all Brainbuster stuff at the Titans of Wrestling uh, Twitter as T I T A N S O W R E S T L I N, 
And uh, on just a little teaser, just announcing one teaser on the, the next panel will be our very own Kelly Nelson right here. Yeah. There you go, Kelly. Evening. Yes, I, I was just about to mention Brainbuster. Um, I, I believed in it right from the beginning. Oh, great idea, Johnny. Um, and and the execution uh, is is better than I could have imagined. And I can't wait to be on. And I'm going to take down that punk, Marty, and put him in his place. Um, slap him, slap and him, and Stephen too. Stephen, that yeah, Stephen uh, Graham can barely chew gum and walk at the same time, was, so you should was, have no problem with him. <laughs> well, it'd be embarrassing as a Canadian to lose to someone from Toronto, being from Vancouver. So and, and a vegetarian Canadian too, <laughs> and a vegetarian commie. So <laughs> I, I I have to win this next this next uh, brain buster. And yes, Johnny, it's the hit. Of 2015, um, I believe it's 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 on everybody's lips. It's everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. It's it's. Uh, you know what? You know what? I'm like herpes. I'm on <laughs> lips. I'm on lips all over the place. <laughs> yeah, you you know you'll know you're the new the new thing is if Alvarez busts out a uh, uh, Russell Buster on uh, in the figure four. <laughs> I get rid. They're ripping me off, Robin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I, that's true. You should be on the lookout for some ripoffs, but uh, we'll have to squash uh, well. them if they come up. Anyway, without further ado, let's yeah, and, and, and one other thing, thanks Joe uh, for plugging us in his pod—not us, but yeah. for, uh, for plugging Johnny on Brainbuster mm-hmm. on on his podcast. That's a real nice thing to do, and let more of uh, let give more people a chance to yeah. uh, maybe outside the bubble of. Uh, of where we're at, uh, where they maybe take a check, check a chance on uh, Brain Buster. It's only like it goes 45 minutes, so you know it's really easy. You know, it's kind of like eating just eating your dessert. That's all you got to do. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you diabetes and make you fat. <laughs> Yes, it's something that can be enjoyed in an evening, unlike uh, like a regular Titans episode that may take like the better part of a week. Yeah, I was about to say, unlike this show already. <laughs> yes, unlike this one. Is all I want in this tree, I go home, want to fight violence. God will die in hot spring. Dead by Okay, so tonight we're looking at uh, three specific features for the Black History Month on the WWE Network. Uh, focusing on three Hall of Fame, WWE Hall of Fame individuals. Uh, the first being the Jackie Robinson of wrestling, and we, we may have to debate that at some point. Um, Bobo Brazil, a uh, very famous uh, wrestler from the 50s, 60s, 70s. God, he was still wrestling uh, in the early 90s, I believe. Um and then next, we have one of the great heels of all time. Um, you know, an amazing football player in the 60s in the AFL with the San Diego Chargers, with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, um, the big cat, the big cat from Harlem, baby. Ernie Ladd, the king, uh, is the second feature. 
And then third, a man that uh, we've watched quite a bit of footage of and over the months, uh, Mr. USA himself, Tony Atlas. Uh, He is the last feature. So we have three of these features that the WWE put together, um, I guess, when they were inducted into the Hall of Fame, but not always because Bobo was inducted way back uh, in the mid-90s. Yeah, I think they started doing these for 24-7. 24-7, right. Because I've yeah. seen some of them. I've seen a Paul Orndorff one, a Bobby Heenan. Oh, I've probably Pat, seen the ton. Pat Patterson, Harley yeah. Race, Greg yeah. Valentine. Yeah, there's a yeah. whole bunch. Something I really wish uh, they would, I wish something they'd throw up on the network. You know, I think it's yep. it's something neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 45 minutes. You know, there's yep. been, they probably only have like 20 of them in the can. You know, it takes up a mm-hmm. little space. I'd rather, I'd rather do that than the, what they just do right now is just throw the, uh, throw the Hall of Fame speeches up there. I mean, th- right. that's cool and stuff, but you know, you can do both. You know, <laughs> I think you need to find a way to become employed by the WWE so you can take charge of the programming for the network. I mean, can you, can you imagine? I, I, I pattern. I think I'm an alpha male. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. Uh, I, I mean, I would not even be even close to being Vince, and and I'd probably be left to ask Brock how to be a real man. I mean, oh my God, <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, Pete, what do you got for me, kid? <laughs> well, I think we should put up, uh, you know, more episodes of uh, Mid South. <gasps> Mid what? <laughs> I want TNT. God damn it. <laughs> This is sports entertainment, son. Yeah, not that southern wrestling stuff. Do you eat steak? (laughs) You can go with my ex Stone Cold Steve Austin and tell him it's sports entertainment with a sneer in my face. Yeah. Get that brain buster guy. I'm putting him on the network. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a more likely uh, prospect. So anyway, <laughs> so they take one look at Johnny and go, "Yeah, you ain't pretty enough." <laughs> we'll get Roman Reigns to do it instead. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah you make I, Dusty look pretty. Yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> uh, I uh, no, I actually said we were joking about that the other night. We were uh, friends. I'm like, I was like, yeah, you know, it's gonna be, I'm so, it's gonna be such huge hit. You know, they're gonna want me to do it online for WWE online. And they go, uh, well, what would you do if they wanted you to, you know, completely, you know, take the balls off the show and the fangs and only do WWF approved material? I'm like, I'd sell out in a goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> damn right. <laughs> You change your name to Aldo Montoya. And, uh, I'd be wearing jock straps. I'd be, no, I'd be Doc. I'd be Doc Hendricks Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Captain WWE. <laughs> Doc oh. Hendricks. <laughs> oh, amazing! Anyway, so here we go. Bobo Brazil. First up, uh, appropriately, the the oldest of the three. Um, sort of the first big, uh, you know, black superstar, uh, in wrestling, um, had a great career, uh, was super over, uh, went from territory to territory, was big all over the place. Anyway, um, so this feature is, is, it's interesting. It highlights (laughs) different, uh, phases of his career. You know, we get to see some footage of him, uh, when he was young in the fifties, we get to see um, stuff in the 70s when, you know, uh, well, we'll let the footage speak for itself. 
Um, anyway, uh, he was uh, born Houston Harris. That was his real name, uh, which, which is a pretty good wrestling name. Yeah, right there. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, it's alliterative. Uh, yeah, it's HH versus BB. What I mean, really, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, well, you know, no, but Houston Harris sounds cool. Or yeah, Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But uh, anyway, so no, he did. I checked into this, and they didn't mention this on the documentary. I don't think he did start wrestling as Houston Harris in uh. the late forties. But Houston was spelled H U S T O N. So what? He was he honestly playing the dumb, uh, uh, a dumb minority gimmick? Oh my oh, god! Probably. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe that's how his parents spelled it. Or maybe, yeah, maybe that was how it was spelled. Anyway, he did start as Houston Harris, and he and he got the Bobo gimmick, as was uh, dis, uh, talked about on the 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 feature in 1951. Uh, it was Joe Savoldi. He gave. Uh, Houston Harris, the Bobo Brazil, or the Boo Boo. Boo Boo! <laughs> Boo Boo! Boo Boo! <laughs> and he was the South American giant, and I, I believe he may actually have been a heel right at the beginning. He hailed, he hailed from Jellystone Park. Uh, <laughs> and he was, oh, really? You heard Boo Boo, yeah. and, and the first thing you didn't think of was like, I don't think the Ranger will like that, Yogi. <laughs> Yes. So, anyway, we have this this feature, and there's various you know points we could talk about. Uh, Pete, uh, do you want to go into some of the the aspects of the feature that you found most interesting? Um, you know, um, I knew he was a terrible worker. Uh, <laughs> so the matches, the matches, uh, boated that it well out on what they picked. Uh, so. Uh, I, I I did I kind of liked the Fritz von Erich match. I I was pleasantly surprised with that one. Yeah, uh, which to me shows that Fritz is one hell of a worker because I've seen a uh, Jack Briscoe match from Japan with uh, Bobo and uh, Jack couldn't get anything out of him. Our my, our compadre Parv thought it was it was a solid match, but I think Parv had uh, Briscoe uh, rose colored <laughs> glasses like he's so dreamy uh, thing going. Um, <laughs> I I that that for me I thought I thought just like that I thought I was pleasantly surprised we got the Fritz match it was really I thought it was fun I was cool to see it in black and white um, the Brody we we watched a Brody match that went twenty minutes went total Broadway it didn't even look like Bruiser Brody because it looks it really uh, shows how big uh, Boba was because Brody looked kind of small would mm-hmm. you say compared to him. Um, he didn't look nearly as he wasn't nearly as muscled out or or as toned up because he, he seemed like he uh, was a little heavy and and stuff and it was yeah he he was that he was like uh that big but chunky yeah uh, mm-hmm. big you know well, you're still very young at this point yeah 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 I mean it's just what was it 78, 76? Uh, 76, 1976. Okay. yeah and then the match sucked twenty minutes. And, yeah. and, uh, and you see both these guys they start brawling a little and then we get the epic 10 minutes of mat work uh, which I don't Please. think any Brody fan could defend <laughs> um, uh, yeah this is just horrible and it also shows that hey uh, yeah I don't even know what it shows um, that, that, that's really what I got uh, most out of the feature um, it was cool that they touched on his feud with the um, 
with the Sheik. Uh, I don't think they uh, they really didn't put place how much importance that was. No, not at all. Um, and they kind of like not sugarcoated it, but kind of backburnered it and made his run in the WWF seem like that was his run. Right. Well, in reality, it was Detroit. Big time wrestling in Detroit yeah. was where his big run, if that's if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like a revision of history. But you know what? Who really cares? It's cool to have uh, this, these aspects to look at. Um, this was the, the out of the three that we saw. This was this bio one was the one I didn't like the I liked the least. Mm-hmm. They didn't give us a whole lot of character. Like they didn't even give us Bobo's uh, interview, his Hall of Fame interview. We got Lad's um, uh, 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 introduction Induction. for him, and, and Lad was fine. Uh, but yeah, but we didn't get we didn't get Bobo. Uh, just like just some comments from the kind of like from the crowd. Uh, he's wearing a white tux as opposed to everyone else wearing black tux, yeah. uh, which made him stand out a little bit more. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I just, I felt this was kind of lacking overall on making. We didn't come out as big as a star as they like out of out of the three, and we can compare and contrast later. I felt like Tony Atlas came across like the biggest star of the of the three of them after watching uh, the bios and the matches and stuff. Right. And to be fair, I, I think they mentioned it later that the footage from the early Hall of Fames, I don't know if they have them completely. All of it, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm kind of assuming they maybe didn't have the, the Bobo speech. Cause you would That's have thought, the whole thing. They, they, mentioned, they didn't mention yeah, that on the uh, Bobo. They mentioned it on the Ernie Ladd speech. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't mention it on the Bobo Brazil. No, but I'm just yeah. kind of... But no, but they, they, they did guessing. mention something that, that Bobo hurt his hip and he couldn't get up to Oh, yeah. That, yeah, I heard that part. Yeah, so anyway. And, yeah, they definitely could have picked a better choice of, of 1976 Bobo match. Like, for example, they showed clips of a match he had against Jerry Blackwell um, that looked like it, it, it could have been uh, kind of fun, actually. Um, but, yeah, a 20-minute Bobo... Brody match? What were they thinking? Anyway, that was, that was probably more bumps than Brody's ever taken. Yeah, um, I guess. match. He was bumping around. I'll, I'll oh yeah. That. Yep. Yeah, he I was. was. Like, I, I I was thinking, you know, no matter, I'm a bigger Brody fan than most, but I'm not. You know, say he was this great worker. You know, in that in that way. But uh, I thought he did the whole like, okay, yeah, yeah. Who are you, Bruce Brody? Yeah, you're at Mass Square Garden. You're wrestling one of our uh, legendary guys. You're gonna bump around for him, kid. Well, and yeah. you're and you're gonna sit there looking confused, trying to do a 20 minute Broadway with this old man. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Who would look worse to you guys, uh, him or um, uh, or uh, what's Killer Kowalski? So. Brody or Kowalski or Brazil and Kowalski? Brazil and Kowalski, because they're both in the same age bracket. Uh, Kowalski. The, that match he had with Victor Rivera was even worse than the... That's so, wow, well, I don't know. I 20 minutes is a lot. But remember, the the claw, what was he doing? The knee rub or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was oh, bad. fuck, it was, that yeah. was horrible. But, I mean, it's it's really, it's, it's you know, they're both pretty poor at this point yeah. in their careers. Unfortunately, don't, um, ask, don't ask me to choose. <laughs> well, we know you 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 love the killer, Johnny. I love the I love the man. <laughs> I don't like the wrestler. Yes. <laughs> so, Johnny, would you like to? Um, yeah, um, I, I I love how they continuously kept talking about how you know Bobo got accepted in these eight ages segregation by always being. 
a gentleman and well-mannered. And they kept saying that stuff over and over again to the point of where it almost felt like it was coming off. Like, you know, he knew his place mm-hmm. and he, you know, behaved the way they wanted they, they expected him to. I mean, I know what they really meant, you know, is that he carried himself with class and dignity. But it just, it, there was so much of that. It was not like, you know, and he, you know, but, well, he didn't behave like the other blacks, you know, <laughs> just, you know, it was like, that's Sailor White, fuck him, you know. Oh, that uh, Bearcat, right? Yeah. That Bearcat, right? Well, he wasn't a well-mannered gentleman. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I had to laugh at the end of the, the Fritz match because you hear you got Bobo Brazil. The black guy, and that's what was that in the fifties? Yeah, or late, early 60s? yeah, yeah, late fifties. Yeah. Okay, he's wrestling a Nazi. Okay, <laughs> and, and, and at the end, when he's had enough and he's fighting, and the cop, the cops come in with big fucking nightsticks, <laughs> and they don't try to pull back the white Nazi. They're they're looking at this black guy who's like not listening to the referee. Uh, like, you know, if they thought this was kayfabe, they were about to, you know, <laughs> put him in his place. It looked like, you know, get the, get the fire hoses and the German shepherds, oh, you know. God. Holy fuck. Uh, I, I love the, the, the promo down in Florida. And when all the little kids were behind him, and I swear to God, I was like, and look, there's the Bad News Bears. There's Tanner, you know, <laughs> and then and, and, and Ogilvy and the rest of them behind him. I love that when Ernie Ladd comes out, you real quick if you caught that, because I guess he was feuding with Dusty, and he was wearing a, a red sparkly vest, and on the back it said Rhodes. Oh. And I don't know if there's something we missed, like Rhodes on the top and then on the bottom is like, is an egg, you know, is a coward or something. Or, or he was just like taunting him by wearing a. Uh, maybe, so he, maybe he stole it from Dusty or something. Right. I, I caught that. Uh, and then, uh, they, yeah, because that was uh, the WWF match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vince, what they call it, that, when, when the Indian ran in, was that yes. strong, though? No, that was uh, uh, Billy White Wolf. Billy White Wolf. Cause he AKA just called the- Sheik Adnan LKC. Like. Wow, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, but he just kept yelling, there's the Indian. The Indian. I know. <laughs> there's the Indian. And, uh, and Bobo comes out with the fucking. Uh, He's being interviewed by Vince, and he's like, you know, I, if I was smart, I would have done something about having Ernie Ladder ringside. And uh, Vince's like, well, you know, Bobo, you can't. He's like, no, I was so dumb. <laughs> I'm like, and Vince's like, no, Bobo, don't you know, put yourself down. Um, during the uh, Bobo-Brody match, uh, I, I, I like Vince's uh, – uh, saying that, I guess it was Brody. He goes, doesn't exactly look like Clark Gable. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 1976, we're still using Clark Gable as the uh, the reference of good-looking uh, guy. Well, even back then, Vince was like, 40 years behind the, the time. Although, although, you know, <laughs> exactly. Well, although Clark Gable was a, a very good-looking guy. So, well, of course, yeah. yes. But Burt Reynolds would have maybe been a bit yeah, more, uh, yeah. topical. topical. Well, look, look at this. There's a lot of old. There's a lot of old people watching this show back then. Um, 
I, Bobo conks his hair like a motherfucker. Uh, and in this match, he looked like he was wearing a plastic hair helmet. Like he was a black Ken doll. Yeah. <laughs> I like, what the fuck? Uh, then they, something weird happened in the match where the bell rings. Yeah. And both Bo- Bobo and Brody are looking at each other like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Wait, aren't we doing a Broadway? You know, and like the, he's out, Brody's outside the ring. They ring the bell right away. He goes back in, and you can see him looking over at Bobo, like, what? And they're both looking at the ref, like, what the fuck? And then they get right back to it. Yeah. Uh, so that's even better. <laughs> uh, during the uh, Hall of Fame, uh, I love the fact that Regis Philbin was there, apparently. Yes, he was. For some reason. And a very oh, he, young... he was, he was uh, Blassie. He nominated. He was uh, Blassie. Uh, Blassie. Yeah. Have a long, long, long <laughs> history together. Probably going, right back to, going back to uh, California. Yeah. Yep, Can yep. you believe it? It's Freddie Blassie, Kathy Lee. That <laughs> uh, looked like a, a young buff Bagwell sitting at the end. I of the know t- who was that. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, honestly, I think I think Blassie might have been uh, Regis Philbin's first guest on Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. Oh, possibly. oh interesting trivia. And uh, apparently, uh, I figured out the uh, the old black guy sitting there with a cane, with his mouth gaping open, looking yes. up like he had no idea where the fuck he was. Yeah. Uh, I, I worked with Alzheimer's patients for 23 years. I know that fucking stare. Uh, that's uh, uh, Dudley. Yep, James uh, Dudley. That's James Dudley. Yeah. You know, so for all the people like, yeah, well, they put the fucking James Dudley in. Well, looking at at the time, you know, and what this was was just a little get together thing Vince is doing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if he wants to put this guy who apparently was more than just a uh, a chauffeur, uh, and who's sitting there drooling on himself, yeah, and, and, and wants to put him at this uh, table and honor him, you know, mm-hmm. then, then you know, if, if, if that still bothers you, you know, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. he was probably he was probably uh, Vince's uh, like Alfred to his Bruce Wayne, you know. Could have been. Ooh, could've... That's a good one. He was actually Bobo Brazil's manager. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That Brody Bobo match. Wow. Oof. <laughs> yeah, that it was ugly. Uh, one of the worst matches we've watched. Um, just the mat. Like, oh, I can't believe how long they worked the mat, and it was it was so dull. Well, at first I was like, wow, cool. This is like yeah, Bruce and Brody in Madison Square Garden in 1976. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, you know, I'm. Up for seeing this, mm-hmm. and I, I love you know he, they call him the King Kong of wrestling, and he does resemble King Kong. Like he doesn't resemble King Kong <laughs> at all. Uh, he, number one, he's not a gorilla. <laughs> he's also not the size of a of a of a of a of a, of a, of a triple story house, <laughs> and he doesn't have a naked white woman in his hand. No. So no, he doesn't no look anything Ray. like King Kong. Yeah, well, no. The, the, the less said about that, the, the better. Uh, I yes. want to talk a bit about... He actually looked more like Clark Gable, if you're yeah. going to make a comparison. If Clark Gable had been stranded on a desert island yeah. for five Clark, years. Yeah. Yeah. Clark, Clark, Gable, Clark, Clark Gable in Castaway. Wilson! <laughs> Wilson! <laughs> Wilson! <laughs> Frankly, Wilson, I don't give a damn. But yeah, uh, let's go back to the uh, 1959 match with um, Bobo and Fritz. We just saw the finish, uh, but it was quite a hot match. And it ended with like, yeah, the police getting involved to break it up. And Fritz was just, you know, great. Uh, He's playing dead, basically. Bobo just kept going back and attacking him. 
Um, that would have been an interesting one to see in full or more for yeah. that time. Well, was, Bruno was, I mean, Bruno, Fritz was uh, short committed to that stomach claw. Yeah. <laughs> he I know. What, when did he move up to the, the head claw? To the yeah, that's it. He's, no, after watching this match, he goes, it's, <laughs> it's not fucking working. <laughs> Well, minute. maybe maybe it was the uh, the trope, uh, the the African American trope that you know the Samoans and African Americans have the harder head, so a claw wouldn't. Well, start. you know what? And his finishing move was the cocoa butt. Uh, so that makes. Oh, there might have been a match that we didn't see beforehand where he went claw psychology on the head didn't work. So this is what his secret. Maybe he cut promos. Wow! Saying I have a new plan. I mean, hey, this is Pete Booker here. I mean, okay. it's not part of nineteen eighty-three. Wrestling. Yeah, it's not part of nineteen eighty-three WWE, uh, which he hasn't, you know, gained any traction yet. Here's the uh, thing. But um, uh, I, I can see that happening. But here's the thing that makes perfect sense and it's <laughs> awesome. But I. Seriously, <laughs> that happened back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. They, back then, they made logic. Uh, yeah, that's true. There was logic like that. It could. It's plausible. It's plausible. Now, it I would sure in hell wouldn't expect to see that now. <laughs> I, there's barely, a better chance that back then, yeah, than barely, now. But they barely even ever had promo time back then. You know, well, they had enough. Fritz von Erich had plenty actually. of promo time, yeah. and so did Bobo survived. when they're headlining territory. No, I'm talking about like in the black and white 50s era. You know, there was not a lot of in ring or outside the ring promo time for these guys. I think they had uh, not not like we have today, but they they got to talk. Yeah, they got there. They got there. They, they well, they did. That's how they did it differently. They didn't. They didn't need twenty minutes to get their point across. Yeah, exactly. But I'm talking. There was a lot of like, none. They didn't. They didn't need run-ins either. I mean, they didn't. Need, and they sure hell didn't need commercial breaks during their promos. Um, <laughs> no, you know why? Because the announcer would do the live reads. It was in the fucking 1950s, and we like to take this time in the middle of this match to recommend to you Ovaltine, Ovaltine, <laughs> the drink of Bobo Brazil. Now back to the matches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've seen. You know, I've seen. We've seen plenty. Of uh, Fred Blassie cutting promos in the fifties, I could I could buy it. Uh, what I was saying, but I mean, yeah. again, it's one of these arguments that who cares? It's not. <laughs> I've had enough of these recently in my in my uh, from on my my rep message board. It's one of these scenarios that uh, we don't know it's going to ever play out. I, no, I I want to accept that because that, then that makes that that makes it make sense, and we all know that Johnny logic is to make something up and apply it to something. So it right. makes sense to watch. So i heartily agree with your idea. Pete. There yeah. we go. I think, I think Pete's correct. Um, so, Oh, and another thing was that, yeah, like Pete mentioned that the, the feud with the Sheik, uh, Bobo and the Sheik was barely touched upon, which was a little disappointing because that was, you know, God, they must've wrestled each other more times than any two wrestlers. They got to be up there. I yeah. think I think Top I read somewhere. Easy. Yeah. Well, I think I read somewhere that they hold the record. Possibly. Yeah. Because okay. it was still going. I think. And you know, into the I, 80s. and on Bobo Brazil, I've never heard him referred to as the Jackie Robinson of wrestlers, <laughs> but I have heard him uh, referred to as the mini 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 Minoso of uh, wrestlers. <laughs> I wrestling that many decades. I, I mean, honestly, but I never heard. Uh, the Jackie Robinson uh, reference. Uh, he, he comes out at the yeah the the part of the speech you missed at the Hall of Fame was uh he uh, came out and uh, you realize that Garrett Morrison ripped him off because he just came up and he went a wrestling have been a bear a bear good to me. 
No, I mean, I'm, I'm. There must have been black wrestlers before Bobo Brazil. Um, I honestly, I can't well, no, 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 one no, off no, the top but, of my head. But I think what they're talking about is Jackie Robinson was the first to play with whites. Right. They talked about how they only would book the black guys against the other black guys, and how Bobo mm. became the, the guy. Good who, point. Yes. The guy who uh, was breaking those barriers. Right. And then that there's that's maybe true. I, I honestly I don't know if that's yeah. true. Or not. Um, he definitely became I I think like the first like main eventer who was on par with the white wrestlers. You could say probably. Um, but yeah, no, this was. <laughs> It was. It had some fun stuff. I mean, the, the stuff with Ernie Ladd was kind of funny, um, but yeah, the twenty-minute goddamn Brody match just brought things to a screeching halt. But the speech by Ladd was nice because it's interesting talking about their tag team that they had, and this got me uh, to look into Ladd's career. And I didn't realize how long he was a babyface in the '60s. Actually, uh, for most oh. of the '60s, Ladd was a baby. Oh yeah. Face. We're oh, and I—he's with his NFL career. I'm pretty sure. Right, and I and uh, I know, and and a big reason why. Well, well, I'm going to save the when we get into talking about okay. her, unless that was your segue. No, no. Well, it can be. Yes. Now, yes, it wasn't. But uh, let's yes, take that road. Let's take it. Let's it's take that road. Yeah. Well, I'm a king bee buzzing around your high. Well, I'm a king bee buzzing around your hive. Well, I can make honey, baby. Let me come inside. So, moving on now to the exiting big to Ernie Ladd, <laughs> big cat of Harlem, Ernie Ladd. Um, yeah. What a story this man has! Um, football career played uh, for Grambling, the like the legendary Black College uh, for Eddie Robinson, and then went on to the the San Diego Chargers and played. Famous for, alumni there was well, Walter Payton was a Grambling guy. Uh, was he? Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, Sweetness. Yeah, there was a few over the years for sure, um, and then he. Uh, Ernie played for the San Diego Chargers for Sid Gilman, who was a legendary uh, pro football coach. And uh, the Chargers were like a very good uh, team right off the bat in the AFL. And I lad played, I think, most of the 60s uh, for, in the AFL. Uh, also for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, as I mentioned. I think he maybe played for the Houston Oilers, too. Maybe, yeah. They were the big push huge in Houston. Yeah, but he started wrestling in San Diego. Um, yeah. which would have been part of the SoCal, L.A. territory. Um, and he wrestled there quite often uh, through the 60s and into the early 70s. And it was in 1968 in New York that he worked heel for the first time, it appears, um, and had a program against Bruno, of course. Um, so that was, for some reason, I thought he was heel much sooner than that for some reason. Well, and I mentioned this, uh, you see those uh, still pictures they showed of him as a young man yeah. in college. Oh, yeah. Stuff. You, ooh, yeah. Ooh, did he tickle your fancy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it tickled mine because those, those shots, and like you can't push that guy as a heel because he was just uh, a perfect specimen of a fucking man and right. good looking. 
and a good looking dude. You're like, I'm like, there's that. That is a you can't they push see that pictures guy. like that, and he's one of those guys. Stu Hart was a guy when they so we show pictures of him in his prime. Yeah, what a yeah. freaking stud he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just defies it. Like he, he was like Ernie Ladd was aching to like you know if you want to throw a. a a comparison to nowadays, he he looked like Brock Lesnar, but but, but obviously right. black. Yeah, but, uh, but 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 without a caveman face. Yeah, you know, he's a good looking dude, man. Yeah, uh, but he was big and gigantic and just mm-hmm. monstrous. Yeah, just, just think about how because he's he's a giant of a man, and mm-hmm. in wrestling though, you know he you know didn't have a big, he was just all cut, and in those pictures he is cut, you know, and uh, and just just. Tight, solid, muscular guy without like, an out, not without an and ounce. Like, of yeah, and I can't say for you, Kelly, but I, I'm sure for Johnny and I's references is Mid South in the '80s. That's where we really right. see most of them. And he, yeah. at that point, he's kind of broken down. He's old. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he still performed. I don't want to take oh, anything yeah. away from the guy, uh, but his body isn't like the Rocket Gibraltar as it was <laughs> uh, earlier. So, but, but I was saying, imagine seeing him walking around at that height. Yeah. With 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 that solid tight of a muscular, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, by, I mean that, that's a fucking a god. That's an Adonis. And, yeah, and, he, had, mm-hmm. and he had loads of charisma. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's it's. There's no surprise that he became. Oh, you know, I just gotta mention one of the best things about Ernie Ladd uh, when you mentioned the Mid South stuff is those um they call what well, they 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 book them in uh what ghetto street fights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ernie Ladd would show up for the ghetto street fights in some fine duds because <laughs> you know yeah because I mean you know he'd be you know he'd be like ghetto huh well that means oh it's a black street fight well and you want to show up you know like you cow you hillbilly cowboys you know in jeans and stuff for a street fight I'm showing up for my street fight if it's a ghetto street fight in fine uh, a fine pants suit and shirt combo. And I always thought that was fucking cool. Yeah, that is cool. So anyway, I mean, yeah, lad. Uh, one of the more interesting stories in, in wrestling, I think, uh, considering his long football career and then and, and then a, a very successful wrestling career, um, like the Bobo feature, we have uh, several different segments within this feature. Um, one is a, a match with Bruno. From MSG, uh, March 1st, 1976. Um, uh, you know, I'd, I'd seen that match before, but it was uh, it was interesting to see it again. And then we have, like, a very awesome promo segment, and I'll definitely let Johnny oh, yeah. uh, break that one down. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fantastic promo. So, Pete, uh, what are your thoughts on the Ernie Ladd Hall of Fame feature? Yeah, I thought it was really well done. Um, I felt he came across as a much bigger star than Bobo Brazil did. Uh, I thought they did a decent job of touching on his NFL career and making him up sound like a big deal. Um, and he really was. I mean, I can tell talking – I was living in Houston at the time, and even it was towards the end of his career, he was still booked pretty strongly in the, in, in, in the Mid-South and in, in, in the Sam Houston Coliseum. Uh, he drew big money for Paul Bosch and Bill Watts and stuff. Uh, he was the first, you know, being known as the first black booker. Uh, mm-hmm. That's more that's more like Jackie Robinson-esque than Bobo uh, to me, mm-hmm. uh, uh, where that's, that really means something because that's, you know, that's putting trust and being the first. That's uh, To me, that's like breaking all different color barriers. That's 
yeah, that's just everything. And you always hear about, I don't care how many, what's in the audience, green, black, orange. I just mm. see green, you know. Yeah. And uh, I always thought that was a great line. Uh, I could have done without Ernie Ladd uh, mugging with his wife in on the thing. We could have lived without the loving. Um, oh, are you nuts? You know, maybe, maybe on Valentine's adorable. Day it would have played better for me. But that was adorable. Well, he looked like a monster <laughs> eating like a far four foot. Come here, mama. And then he starts mugging with her. I could have. Uh, yeah. Oh, they said your he definition met, of adorable is different than mine, Johnny. It's all he good. met. He met his wife in college, and here they are as two senior citizens, right. and he still loves years. her. Then it's, again, then again, Johnny, you worked at a at a uh, Alzheimer's uh, uh, place, so you probably saw some creepy ass uh, mugging around anyway. So this is probably no, this I, is no. probably much well, nicer than what you've you're not used to in your old uh, line of work. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I bet I bet you watch yeah, I bet you watch the Notebook and don't. Don't, don't cry. So it's, you know. I, I, I didn't cry, but I, I was a little sad on the notebook. Um, okay, but I thought that, it's adorable. Yeah. They meet in college, and they stay married, get married as youngsters, and mm-hmm. and here they are as an old couple, and he's just as in love with her as he was the day he yeah. met her. That's a, that's adorable. I loved it. Yeah, it did nothing for me. I don't like. Maybe if they're hot, I would have. I would like it better. Um, You're a monster. You know, maybe, you maybe, maybe if it was. You're worse than Hitler, Pete. Yeah, maybe it was. It was stable and Tori Wilson making out. I have no problem with that. Uh, That's a Titans of Wrestling uh, coming in the future. Maybe. Yeah. We're going to discuss the Don Marie Tori Wilson hotel episode. Um, oh, I could, I could, I could Three discuss, hours in depth. I could discuss that for a long yeah, John, time. Johnny's providing the footage. Um, <laughs> and, and he's going to do play by play for us. Oh. Um, I, 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 but I mean, I thought it was pretty cool how he's, you know, how he's a real religious guy and stuff, but it, it, it but it wasn't heavy handed uh, to us where sometimes when they uh, when the religion aspect gets played up, sometimes it gets played up pretty heavy. I mean, it was it was heavy here, but it wasn't over. It wasn't like smacking you in the face, uh, where you where you then you become anti-religion because it's so in your face. Um, uh, so, but I, I thought that was well done. It was neat to to, to hearing his uh, his guy, his his uh, priest, because we actually where I live, there's actually a tabernacle down the street from where I live. And I, I mean, I've never had the guts to stick my head in, uh, but it's just a little tent uh, in this in this field, about maybe about you know a quarter of a mile away from my place. Wow! Uh, but uh, but you get to sing in and and stuff. Where, um, where do you live? <laughs> I live in Austin. I mean, it's I'm on a, I'm on a, in a bustling part of town, but there's like this one part of it, like next door to like a convenience store. There's this field that has been abandoned. Like there used to be something there, and they put this tent up a revival and, tent yeah and so they have a tabernacle and there's like, i think the person who preaches there's like a like a little around in the very very back there's like a little trailer i think the guy lives in wow i don't know again this is just all my speculation walking by no, it, no, I, I haven't of course if you if you stuck your head in it'll be like that scene of the blues brothers where the light yeah. comes down from heaven onto jake you know, yeah. and you'll see the light, and you'll be doing cartwheels down the aisle. And... 
Jeez. Yeah, and, and I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I'm not going to steal Johnny's comment about uh, how when Ernie Ladd was talking to both teams. I'll let uh, I'll save it for Johnny. Um, I, I was thinking that, but uh, but I, I really didn't write a lot down about the yeah promo. I know. I, I was thinking the same thing you were talking about um, and stuff. So I'll just let you hit on it. Oh, um, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought the match uh, with Bruno was pretty good. Uh, no, not pretty good. I'm sorry. It was okay. <laughs> I uh, I uh, I liked. Uh, yeah, okay. Teasing the foreign object of of all the Brunos we've seen, this was one of the least heated matches. I thought. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it just totally. didn't seem like I don't know. You know, we didn't see any of the angles uh, behind it. Um, but the the promo uh, was just freaking ridiculous. Where he starts. Like real, like just real low key, yeah. and just then, then all of a sudden he flips a switch, yeah. and it's just. And Johnny will go into more detail, I'm sure, but it was just an amazing, just on a, on a presentation <sighs> and then presence alone. How you go from here, and I mean, it, it's just how a lot of people shout during promos or. This guy took you on different emotions and uh, on just a straight-up promo. Uh, just really sucked you in. I was so impressed with Ernie Ladd. Uh, really makes me want to see a hell of a lot more of his promo. Yeah. Uh, it's something I really haven't really – I mean, I've seen him, and I've always been impressed with him. But this one really, like, man, I really need to see more of Ernie Ladd. This this is a promo that would put what puts him up as – to me, would if this, is, if this is normal for him, would put him up as one of the all-time top 10, 20 talkers. In, in the in the business of in wrestling, yeah. uh, and that's that, that's saying a lot. Uh, how good this promo was! So if you guys uh, have time, check it out, man. It's really Definitely. good. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, Johnny, uh, your thoughts? Um, well, we go right to that. We already talked about. I wrote young Ernie looks awesome. I wrote wife deal is so cute, and then uh, yes, the promo. Uh, I didn't take a lot of notes on because I was fucking transfixed, and I was like, oh. "But the gist of it that I love." Hey, is wait, that- wait, let me interrupt you real quick. And yeah. you know, a lot of times on the promos, we'll be throw to Johnny, so he'll just make fun of it. This is not a, a Johnny where he's going to be busting out jokes because it's so no. damn good. It's it's almost like you, there's no way you could even like on some of Bruno's really good stuff. Johnny can still poke fun at the accents and stuff. Uh, but here it was just so. Oh, I scared you. Scared me. Are you scared me, Mr. Announcer Man? Yeah. And uh, but basically, the gist of this is Ernie explains the Bruno, the Bruno uh, uh, conspiracy, <laughs> and that's a big thing here, and a big thing of how he worked as a heel is that he was not just in ring work being a heel. I'm going to get to that, which I just love, but. The fact of, at the time, a big, threatening, well-spoken black man uh, <laughs> is a bad guy at that time. You know, and, and because that's scary to the white people. It, and uh, they were going to – and he played that up, but he never, like, shucked the jive or, or, or even mentioned anything racial, you know. But people, you know, there's a face of wrestling audiences, especially back then, you know, back, you know, not now, but mm-hmm. back then, there's, there's some fucking racist motherfuckers uh, in in that in, in those crowds and in that business, mm-hmm. and him being a big monster who's well spoken, and then it starts going on about the Bruno conspiracy, which is he uses 
his his friends. They're his stooges. Uh, <laughs> Dominic and Bobo are the ones he mentions. And they're his stooges who he sends out at an up-and-coming guy who might be a threat to him. And he sacrifices these people you know, who are supposed to be his friends. But they're just, he's just, they're just stooges for him. And Bobo's a, and because Bobo's black, he's not only, uh, well, I guess he does get racial, doesn't he? Yes. he he's, he's, yeah, he's an, he's an Uncle Tom. You know, Dominic is, you know, he's an Italian. He's one of Bruno's Pisons. Bobo makes him even sicker because he's a fucking Uncle Tom to this fucking <laughs> Bruno. And it's fucking awesome. This is so good. I'm like, I can't, you know, I, I do the voice a little bit, you know. And then he's like getting on Vince's face. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, you don't like what I'm saying, Mr. Announcer Man? Yeah. Yeah, oh, you know, you know, uh, you just wish you could hit me. You you hate me. You don't like what I'm saying so much. You wish you could just take a swing at me, don't you? But you ain't going to do it, are you? No, you're not. Are you, are you scaring you, Mr. Announcer Man? And I was like, oh, fuck yes. This was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'd put this up with the Bruno Larry stuff. Uh, uh, oh, and, uh, on, on that level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's going on about, uh, and I love it because you know, it, it's just like you know, like oh wow, that's what I say, and I love it. He's like, and he just goes, and they they stink, they stink. It's like yes, <laughs> yes, they stink. <laughs> like that's fantastic. And then the match. And here's where some of the heel work I love. You got a guy the size of Ernie Ladd and the with the athletic skill of Ernie Ladd, yet he still cheats. Mm-hmm. That's a bad guy. I love that because you'd have a lot of modern fans who'd watch that and go, well, I just think it makes him look weak because he's so big and talented because right. he cheats. It makes him look weak. No. He's a heel, dummy. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, but you read shit like that every fucking day, and uh, and uh, it's just like because he's a fucking heel, he's a villain, and uh, it doesn't matter that he's you know he towers over Bruno, and 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 probably maybe could beat him uh, without cheating. He cheats anyway yeah. because he's a fucking heel, and I love when the ref was going to check the infamous tape thumb. And he goes, no, it hurts. Oh, Oh, no, it's a bandage. It hurts. Ow. And the ref goes to touch it, to inspect it. And he goes, ah, pulls away. Like, no, ow. Brilliant fucking heel work. Uh, And then uh, him rolling his shoulders in the corner. uh, It was just, uh, as he's like pounding on Bruno, this is number one of the best. It was just the the subtle fucking... uh, move uh, that he was doing uh, I love the this the he's choking Bruno but he's pulling Bruno's tights from behind while he does it mm. and pushing Bruno to show the, the ref basically to show the ref that he's pulling Bruno tights so the ref is counting him Unholding the tights while he's choking Bruno. And I'm like, I've never seen a heel distract from one nefarious (laughs) cheating move by fooling the ref by cheating. You know, I was like, oh, that's the smartest fucking thing. Um, uh, the Jet Magazine guy was at ringside. He has taking pictures of Ernie Ladd because he's the sole brother number one. My, my, my <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Vince called him a hulking creature. Like, he's a hulking creature. Uh, and Vince kept going, uh, I love he was, he was falling back on this one. Dusty Rose must have ripped him off because when Bruno was getting beat up, Bruno was going through hard times. And, uh, <laughs> and when, and when uh, Bruno was on top, Ernie Ladd was uh, suffering from hard times. It's hard times, baby. Uh, uh, the, the story, they're in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, Bill Watts out there talking about how much he loves Ernie Ladd, and uh, I, I find that completely sincere. Oh, uh, I do find it sincere, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, that he mentions that he was a young, when he first met him, he was a young, dumb racist. Yes. He said that. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was a young, dumb racist, and Ernie Ladd is the uh, one who opened his eyes, mm-hmm. you know. And, and they, when he talks about how he ha- had uh, Bill Watts drive him, uh, and Ernie didn't want to get in the front seat of the 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 town car the limo yeah. or not the town car whatever uh, and, uh, and he's driving he looks at his wife and says see honey I promised you someday we'd drive around we'd have a big fat white honky chauffeur <laughs> I thought that yeah, was adorable. Bill Watts tells that story ad nauseum like I think yeah, it's yeah, 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 brought yeah, up yeah. in every like shoot it. every book every interview <laughs> yeah but I, it's still I, uh, but but yeah but it's, I I I like it much better than the uh, Hogan slamming Andre or Andre taking a slam uh, in a match bump. Yeah. Token bump. Oh, I well, think that story uh, makes me laugh every time I hear it. Yeah, well, it happened, obviously, because it wasn't like Ernie Lance. Hey, that never happened. Uh, this was held. Uh, this Hall of Fame was held at the Philadelphia Marriott because apparently the Philadelphia Holiday Inn was just books. No, that's wait, <laughs> book for the Callies, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, no, that was where the after party was. They they had to get out of the Marriott and go over to the Holiday Inn because that's where all the the sleazy shit goes down. <laughs> Uh, then you have uh, the neat thing, like you said, Ernie Ladd's going around uh, uh, his, uh, the town he lives in and, and being a good citizen and all that. Uh, and they show him talking to two different high school football teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, they keep going back and forth. One is mainly black. There's a few white kids uh, on that team. And the other one is like just all white kids. And... Uh, and they keep going back and forth because I guess he kind of gave the same speech. You look at that team full of nothing but black kids and a few white kids, and they are listening to him intently with a look of respect. And because he's talking about, you know, how you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and work hard and, you know, and no one can call you a loser because you're doing the best you can. and You need to uh, not have any excuses and, you know, and all that. And, uh, they're just looking like with these looks of like they're they're appreciating what they're getting from this legend in, and not in football. They're thinking football, not wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they get to the white kid teams and all these white kids. And I'm just speculating by little footage I've seen, but uh, all those white kids on the all white team look like they they wanted to be anywhere else than listening to this old man talking. Right. And coach just had me us out here because he said we had to. You saw there was such a palpable difference in what you were looking at in those those kids, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I, that <laughs> it was like I was like this is like an episode of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this was a nice feature. Um, going back to the promo though, I wanted to mention how uh, Vince's the look on Vince's face when uh, Lad is just running him down is awesome. Like, Vince just looks like he really wants to slug him or something. Well, that's that's what he's saying to him. You want yeah. to hit me so bad, Mr. Nassimian, yeah. but you're not going to do it, are you? Uh, oh, it's the fucking best. But yeah, no, Vince, just the look on his face is awesome. 
yeah, no, this was cool stuff. Um, seeing you know Lad do the promo and the match with Bruno uh, was was neat too. Um, yeah, yeah, I, it's definitely I need to see more Ernie Lad and uh, seek out what I can what we can get. I'm not sure how much is out there of his like pre eighties stuff, but, uh, he actually worked in the IWA and I know there's some stuff out there of that uh, TV show with him on it. That may be worth a, a look at some point. It's kind yeah, of unexplored uh, territory. Yeah. They have it up. Uh, they have a lot of it up on the, uh, WWN. Uh, we all three of us have Roku. So I, yeah. I, bought, I, I bought in some eye pay-per-views from them and I, I enjoyed it. Right. And uh, it's but on I YouTube. Yeah. I haven't done the WWN, uh, seen what they have. And I know it's on YouTube too. Yeah. yeah Cause it's basically, you know, um, anyone, no one really owns the rights to it. So it's yeah. out there. Um, so yeah, that may be something to explore in the future. Did have you guys ever heard of the three of those guys, lad and Ivan, and uh, Superstar trying to hold up Vince Senior on pay. Yes, like they wanted to do a trifecta, oh. like a trilogy. And or it a... was right around this time. Yeah, of the match with Bruno. It was him. Yeah, Superstar and Koloff went to Vince Senior and said, "You know, we're your three biggest heel stars. Wow, you have to pay us more, or we're walking." And I'm not sure what exactly happened from that. It's definitely a question we should have asked. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, you know what? The Rainbow Coalition mob lost to the real Italian mob. That's what <laughs> fucking happened. Yeah. yeah Ernie well, was right. Ernie was right. Uh, he was channeling real feelings. Yeah, Bruno and his goons, you know, making money and, uh, and, yeah. and all that shit. And uh, what about us? Yeah. No, he says that real athletes like the Russian bear. Yeah. Uh, and real athletes like superstar Billy Graham. Oh, wow. Yeah, because those are the yeah. two he brought up in the promo. And the Golden Greek. And the Golden Greek. He yes. couldn't pronounce Spiros Arion. At first. He, he got yeah, it. He got it the fired, second time. Well, I don't know. He yeah, I, yeah, I thought the, your story was off a little bit, Kelly. I thought it was the three of them. All three demanded main event pay. All three of them got paid the same flat fee. Okay, if, yeah. Even if they weren't main eventing. Right. It, yeah. Okay. It was, yeah. You're probably right. I I just can kind of remember. I know the story was the three of them getting together, and kind of pulling a power play on Vince Senior. Yeah, and, and you know the one who was probably the brains behind that was fucking Ernie Ladd because he's oh, probably yeah. the smartest. Not saying that Ivan and Superstar you know are dumb, but you know that's a guy who's so smart. Mm-hmm. Going, you know what? No, that's not right. Right. You know, we deserve, you know, what those guys get. You know, yeah, and then you see Ivan got blackballed for a little bit, exactly. and yeah. with superstar, no one was booking. And then uh, yeah, maybe Vlad had his southern connections, was able to land in, in Bill Watts territory. Uh, it's still a, well, they, uh, they always say guys got blackballed, but if you really look at it, you know yes. they didn't really. It was, they it was, and, and, and Ernie Lad, he already had blackballs, so yeah. <laughs> so it didn't. And really big ones, apparently. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to channel my inner parv. Let's uh, move on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, let's move on. Once I lived a life of a millionaire. Shine 
come to our final uh, Hall of Fame feature, and it's uh, on the one, the only, Mr. USA, Tony Atlas, and he, like uh, the preceding individuals, has a very interesting career. Um, This feature is all over the place. We get footage (laughs) from all kinds of areas and uh, uh, different time frames, (laughs) and uh, so the... Man, that Superman Tony Atlas stuff. Anyways, we'll Ugh. get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, yeah, there's a lot to discuss here, I believe. So, Pete, uh, what were your thoughts on the Tony Atlas feature? I, I, I thought he came across as like the biggest star out of the three of them because they really played him up as a like, huge star in Georgia. I mean, they yeah. they touched on the Hogan feud, so that that that's huge, you know. Mm-hmm. So they made him look huge in New York, Texas. I mean, they made him he look huge as a big star in Texas. Um, you know, even Puerto Rico, they made him look like a big big time player everywhere he went. Uh, they cut to that promo in in, uh, in the Georgia studio, yeah. and he looks like the biggest baby face in the history of baby faces uh, on the build with Abby. And he's not a great promo, but damn, that was an awesome promo, um, <laughs> as it was so effective. And I wanted to see fucking Abdullah, him and yeah. Abdullah throw down, and because uh, it was just so good, and and Atlas was so over, and it was just amazing uh how simple it was but so damn effective you know we're like damn they just said he just said maybe four sentences and now i want to go buy a ticket to that goddamn fight mm-hmm. um uh, sometimes less is more and uh, with alice i think that was so true because he really wasn't a great talker but he had a, a charisma about him um uh, we look at we saw we saw the clips of the flare match and I, I don't know if you Johnny I've shown Kelly and Parv that picture the more I think about it the more I think that is Tony Atlas yeah that, it's uh, Tony Atlas uh, yeah. Oh, yeah and I wouldn't be surprised if that that was from this uh, match I mean yeah you're, uh, you know you're probably right you know I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked uh, and uh, they they look like they look like Flair could definitely get a good match out of Atlas I mean we just saw you know little clips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the Texas uh, show I thought was really cool. Um, I wasn't a good match by anybody. I mean, it sucked. Uh, as a kid, <laughs> as a kid growing up in Texas, Black Superman Tony Atlas was the coolest motherfucker. I mean, <laughs> you got to remember when he came into Texas, we were starving for a baby face because Carrie had been gone right. for about a year. And so all we had was Kevin, and he kind of had like a I don't give a fuck attitude anymore. And so when Jeez. Black Superman came in, and he, he appealed to all races, creed, color, everything, and it was, it was cool. <laughs> I mean, looking back now, 
stupid gimmick. But uh, at the t- and then you're like you're covering up his body, um, uh, which was really <laughs> his calling card uh, as a wrestler. Uh, but it was it was it's it's it's, it's but it was cool. Uh, it, it got over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match wasn't much, but I really like watching those type of matches in those type of dirty, rundown Texas uh, stadiums and stuff. Rodeo? It was rodeo. A, yeah, rodeo. Rodeo. rodeo arena. Yeah. That's why I always like. Sometimes I love seeing like some of the 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 uh, the, the, the lucha libre when they're coming from bull rings and stuff. Oh, That's yeah. a total different atmosphere about it. Yeah. And this is actually the show where Kerry uh, was coming, making his return against Brian Adidas. Where uh, Adidas, where Kerry uh, <laughs> re-injures his leg, or he brings it comes back too early, yeah, too early works a yeah. five-minute match, and then fucks his leg up completely. Oh wow, that was the same life. show. Yep, same exact oh. show. Huh. Um, and uh, that was going to be his big return yeah. and, and stuff. Um, so I, I, for 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 just a footnote, that makes that match <laughs> kind of cool. A footnote. Hey, hey there we go. <laughs> I'm with you, and I'm not even trying to be. Um, <laughs> The, the six man they had, I thought that was that was pretty cool. It seemed at the end of his career, even though they you know they just kind of cut it off randomly. I, ended it. Yeah, just randomly, and it even seemed like the wrestlers were a little confused. Like, hey, uh, match is over and stuff like that. Um, I thought Atlas's induction was fantastic. I thought yeah. uh, his, I mean, not his induction, but his speech was tremendous. He's so poor. I mean, I, I mean, I started laughing my ass off because he was so damn funny. Even though he was trying to be dead serious, dead as a heart attack, um, he, I, I, I was laughing. He, he swept was, the dirt yeah, floor. Yeah, I flipped the dirt. Uh, I didn't have a real floor, so I had to sweep the dirt that was my floor. I had to sweep the dirt floor. I, it never stopped. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, there were so dirt, many dirt, great dirt, moments. Dirt, dirt. <laughs> and it was it was really I felt it was real poignant about I mean it's a really sad story how he's homeless and then this lady takes him in and yeah. and then then you know when you, if you actually then combine this to see how ostracized he was on Legend House and how he was a, you know he, he didn't do any he didn't like when I was watching the show he didn't seem that annoying to me um, nah, me sure either. I wouldn't want some of that 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 shit being cooked in my place uh, but you know whatever. Uh, but I thought I thought his Hall of Fame speech was really interesting. I liked how he was super over, even with the you know starting the USA USA chants, and uh, you know I liked how he put himself in Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair's class uh, classified yeah, yeah, himself yeah. in that categories, which is which is bullshit. But um, but from I thought they did a really good job making him seem real special on this. I thought he came across more special than all the other ones. Um, it was cool to see, you know, they talked, they touched on him and, uh, on, uh, Rocky Johnson's r- r- bad history. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, but that match, they showed the, the finish and it was super yeah. heated. Holy shit. Um, really heated. Everything about it, uh, I, I, this was my favorite one of the three. And, uh, they just showed you enough from that rest. They gave you enough wrestling to, to keep you happy. But I really liked all the, I loved the speech and I loved, all the little, I love the promo. I loved how special they made him come across, and uh, how and how he seemed genuinely happy to be up there, and genuinely happy uh, to to say hey to his peers. And uh, I, I mean that line about the old timers used to tell you it's not how much you made, it's how much you saved, mm. and how he saved nothing. Uh, I thought <laughs> that was he was and just I, great. And I, I should listen. 
Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and now he's the old timer. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, there's always a place for Tony Atlas. Uh, I, he's a guy I could, I'd love if he wanted to, you know, shoot the shit for an hour. I'd love to listen to him. <laughs> and he'll, yeah. paint, he'll paint you a picture of a clown. That <laughs> uh, too. <laughs> oh, and and they didn't touch on his his high heel uh, fetish, which uh, yeah. foot, no, it's, it's feet in general. It's it's. <laughs> That's why then, I didn't. Yeah, like if, yeah. If they pan down to his wife, sure, her feet would probably were immaculate and nothing. No, they're, they're callous. They're callous from stomping him in the in the head. But yes, that not included. Otherwise, it was it was a very good feature, of course. Uh, Johnny, your thoughts on it? All right. Um, mean Jane in the beginning. Like I, said, I am the most liberal person I know, but there's sometimes where just just too much political correctness and just coming up with terms. Because you know, Tony Atlas, one of the greatest wrestlers of African American descent. I was like. What does that even fucking mean? He just, <laughs> he's of African American descent. <laughs> I mean, say say greatest African American wrestler. Just say black, okay? You know, uh, he's of African American descent. I'm like that's uh, <laughs> s- stop. Uh, Larry Sharp helped train him. I did not know that. Apparently, yeah. And you did the bio form, John. <laughs> I know. I was. I was. I was oh, more. Yeah. I was more into the feet thing. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> got the meat for the. Oh yeah, Larry Sharp. Fuck Larry Sharp, man. I want to go for the foot fetish. Uh, oh, that promo with Sully was great, but I just love it. That man over there, he hurt me, Golden, and I do not like to be hurt. I was like, that's the honest promo. Yeah. You know, he hurt me. I don't like to be hurt. You know what? Nobody likes to be hurt. Nobody likes to be her golden. Uh, they did a Christmas double shot. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck this wrestling back then. You know. You know. You're not. You, you got to work a double shot on Christmas. Jesus Christ. And you, when you think about it, you know, back then, the, I mean, the, the numbers don't lie. They did big business on Christmas. Yeah, Who in a fuck right money. mind would bring their fucking family out to to wrestling on Christmas? Oh. I, well, I, I, I I would love it. I mean, I as me as being a single person, I would love to have re- re- a wrestling show in my neighborhood that I'd go on Christmas. I, well, no, I it's, it's one of those things I could not imagine. Like I, I like like I hear you hear people who has families that are big wrestling families, and I, I've just I've never met that family. I mean, I've heard about them. Like Dylan Dylan Hales, his whole family is a big wrestling family. Well, uh, I've I've never. I mean, I don't know you. It's a southern thing because they didn't do a Christmas show at the Garden. You know. no. yeah. I mean, my family, we used to always go to the movies on Christmas. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Oh, there's only certain things that are open. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's the movies. And then they're like, oh, what did you do? You've opened all your presents. You've had uh, the dinner and everything. Let's go to the rest of it because it's the only thing open. That or the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we, or- we used to do movies, but now now it became, became let's just watch a movie at home. I mean, it just yeah. makes it easier. But yeah. today, you know, or if you're Jewish, you go get Chinese food because it's the only restaurant open. Yeah. That's why it's a tradition. Uh, so I could see that being, well, it's Christmas night. There's nothing to do. That actually, you know, it reminds me of a uh, time my, my ex-wife was working at a bar as a barmaid. And uh, it was Christmas. Is a barmaid? Like, what is a barmaid? Is that the same thing as a bartender? 
Nah, a waitress waitress. slash barman. Anywho, uh, they say, uh, she's like, oh, the owner wants to know if you want to help work the door, you know, and he'll pay a hundred bucks. I was like, what, on Christmas? What the fuck? They're even open? He's like, he's got the idea that there's going to be a lot of people in town. Uh, young young people who at the end of the night they're going to want to go out and do something. Like, That's ah, true. That happens. I, go, yeah. I, I said it sounds like a bust to me, but fine. That place was packed from pillar to post. It was <laughs> rowdy as fuck. I had to break up three fights. I got rolled around in a giant <laughs> ball of people. Someone ripped a urinal off the wall. It wow. was fucking crazy. So people are looking for stuff to do. Yep. And, but, uh, I'd like to point out the middle of the fist is legal, apparently. I never yes. heard that one. If, uh, um, and then we get... <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. I was like, whoa, that's kind of... With that's Ole kinda... Anderson yeah. and uh, Gordon on comedy. Yeah, Ole Anderson, yeah. the middle of the fist is legal, Gordon. Uh, that When they're doing that match with Flair, you're hearing cheers, but you're not seeing those white people cheering down south. You heard cheers from the cheap seats because during that bit with Flair uh, in the ring, every white face in that audience was not happy that this black guy was beating up the white guy. It was very evident, and uh, everyone in the cheap seats was cheering. So, just it was the South. Uh, then we have one of my favorite things of all time, of course, is the Rocky Johnson Tony Atlas title change. I watched this when it aired. And I was a kid, and it was just the most exciting thing in the world. And uh, and I never, I, j- I was jumping up and down in the living room. It was it was just <laughs> the thing. But I've seen it a million times. So now I had to focus on something I had never noticed before, and that's just how how incredibly douchey Dick Worley is in this match because he's got <laughs> his own now special ref outfit, and I never noticed this. <laughs> He's got his dumb, tight, short sleeve shirt to show how jacked he is as an old man. <laughs> but it's wait, he's got these big pronounced black buttons and big black bow tie. And his pants are flared at the bottom with a white flare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it shows white and black that he's a ref. This is like his Dick Whirly, uh, I need a different kind of ref outfit. Bag. <laughs> and, uh, you have Vince and Pat having to cover for him on commentary, constantly doing fucking counts and no disqualification match. Because fuck if Dick Worley, he can't just stand back because he's Dick fucking Worley. He's got a uh, what a douchebag and his stupid fast counts. Uh, his, uh, I hate him. Uh, boy, that Superman suit is a stinks. It's fucking stupid. What? <laughs> You're wrong. I, I do not mean to impugn on a, a childhood memory. I'm sure you thought <laughs> awesome. But the little Velcro, he's still got the fucking Velcro on his shoulders where the cape goes off, and he's just boogieing around. And, uh, and I love Tony Atlas, too, don't get me wrong, but I, I remember I didn't see any of that. Uh, yeah, I the kids would dance with him in the ring. and hey, hey, I, Fine, fine. But I remember seeing the pictures in the magazine. Yeah, me too. And I went going, what the fuck, Tony? Really? <laughs> fuck, that's the stupidest fucking thing. You know, I didn't even think about the whole hide your muscles dumbness. But uh, 
<laughs> those hillbillies uh, certainly were uh, loving it because, boy, that was a crowd of uh, genetic material. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. With Don Gay yeah. uh, 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 announcing with Carrie Von Eric. Uh, mm-hmm. Don Gay, yeah. Uh, oh, you know, Carrie. That Tony Atlas, he sure is loved here down in the World Class Championship Wrestling. Yeah, he really is a heck of an athlete. Uh, and Killer Tim Brooks, <laughs> I put this to you. I remember thinking this the first time I saw him in a magazine and then saw him wrestle. We're going to make a list of the wrestlers who look just the sleaziest and dirtiest, like just worst-looking for a guy most likely to die from AIDS. <laughs> no, no, because no one would have sex with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he'd use plenty of dirty needles. Maybe. I remember thinking, I'm like, that is a, a killer Tim Brooks is just the filthiest looking scumbag in the history of professional And wrestling. he's either Dick Murdoch's brother, stepbrother, or cousin. <laughs> it's, it's one of those connections. Really? Yeah. He was billed as the dirty white boy. Yeah, yeah, and again, that it was uh, apropos. Dude, dude, no, 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 no. Dirty is not enough. You know, it's, it's a filthy, the dirtiest white boy. Dirty. <laughs> yeah, that's it. One thing. Uh, one thing. I a couple of things. I just remembered when Tony Alice was doing his doing the Mister T, the gimmick that Mister T stole about about his mom. Yeah. Uh, they did a wide shot, and there's all these young kids look so disinterested. They're all on their phones, and I was like, "Man, that's a sad." Uh, uh, I mean, I, I'd be—I mean, I'm an adult, and I'd be—if uh, I was at the Hall of Fame, I'd be at the edge of my seat uh, listening to these guys. Okay. So and, and, and I like that they showed the fucking Saba Simba, yeah, footage, and he's a jungle warrior who obviously has listened to funk because he's getting down. Uh, and uh, and I wasn't watching at the time. I just remember like re- re- hearing about it and uh, all that. And he references it in the Hall of Fame speech without saying it exactly. He says he goes. And then I, I was like, under the park bench, and I was a homeless man. This woman took me in, and then Mister McMahon he gave me a job. Some people might not like it, but he put some money in my pocket. Yeah. And he's talking about the Saba Simba gimmick. Right. You know, so, yeah, was it offensive? Sure, fine, whatever. But it was Vince saying, hey, Tony, okay, fine. You know, Vince, you know he needed some money. He needed a job, and he gave him one, even with a dumb, stupid gimmick. But everyone had dumb, stupid gimmicks then. And, uh, and I loved how Piper shit all over it on his debut. Oh, yeah. That's Tony Atlas, man. <laughs> Why did that even make air? Vince even realized, you know, well, wasn't Vince commentating with him? That was yes. weird. I think it was. Yeah, but, I think uh, it was. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, okay, it's it's dumb and it's goofy, but I guess Vince knew that everyone was gonna know it was Tony Atlas anyway, so maybe just let it, you know. Let Piper say it right away and get it yeah, out of the way. Or like it's one of those, I've got a great idea, and then it happens. It, goes, it wasn't such a good idea. Mm. Uh, but but I, I like that when he points that out. He's like, you know, people like probably come up to him going, weren't you offended by that? Um, no, um, I was under a park bench. <laughs> and, then, yeah, mm-hmm. and I needed the, the money, and I got a chance. So uh, uh, that tuxedo he was fucking wearing. He's at the maitre d' at the Copacabana. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? 
<laughs> and that six man, uh, I, I really enjoyed that fucking six man. To be honest with you, yeah. Uh, from WCW, and I think the reason it ended the way was that it was that on Saturday night. Uh, no, I think that was the other. Sh- was that the main event? Or main event? No, so, no, no, I don't think it was ended like that, Johnny. I think mean, Vince, I mean, Gene just ran out of time and they cut it. Yeah, they just cut away from the footage. Oh, did right? they? I, yeah. I, I, I looked up and I thought it was over. Because like, I probably got confused because it looked like all the heels looked up. It looked like they blew the finish and the heels were leaving, and then they came back and they continued, and then the footage left. Yeah, the match what was I'm, still yeah. going when they. Well, what I'm saying was, I thought maybe it was one of those. You know, someone said, "Okay, the TV taping part of this is over," and they all just sort of, just, you know, it, it all just right. wandered away into whatever it became because it was one of, like it was one of those, you know, classic. Uh, WCW, even into Crockett Worldwide's, where we've got to go. Yeah. And, you know, the ending, yeah. you know, <laughs> that wasn't that though. But uh, no, I was, no. maybe it was that, and then they were just showing us what happened after the cameras kept rolling, and then that's why it didn't make sense anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was totally confused. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a random cut. Just that's enough of that match. There's uh, a cut. We're clear. We're off the air. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, oh, wait. There's still an audience? Um, go, do some shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I, I liked um, a lot of this feature, too. Didn't Abby look like the creepiest motherfucker <laughs> in that uh, bit or in the pro? Oh, yeah. Or oh, he's just looking at him like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> that man golden. That man over there hurt me, and I don't like to be hurt. And Abby's like looking at him like he's saying, "Yeah, I, yeah, yes. I hurt you. I hurt you good. Yeah. And you know what? I'm gonna hurt you again." <laughs> it, 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 puts, it puts the lotion on its skin, Tony Atlas. <laughs> it it does this when it does this whenever it's told. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine looking up from that pit uh, in Sons of the Lambs, and it isn't Buffalo Bill; it's Abby. It puts the lotion on. Exactly. No, he he would have been like a serial killer, <laughs> and he eats them, you know, with a knife and fork. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. You know, with barbecue sauce. <laughs> barbecue sauce. I was wondering about he's, he's Abdul the Butcher's barbecue and Chinese restaurant. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to have barbecued General Chow's chicken. <laughs> See how that fucking tastes. <laughs> yeah, that's in Atlanta, I think, or it was. It's yeah. Probably long gone now. Do uh, you remember? Do you remember seeing this picture? I've looked for this online to no avail, but I remember it in one of the aftermags. There was a brief run in the seventies where Abby was a babyface, and. They did this pictorial, and he's wearing a Saturday Night Fever, John Volta white disco suit. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, here's Abdul the Butcher on the town with the ladies. Uh, and he was a baby face. And so he's wearing it. And it's a giant fucking Saturday Night Fever. You know? See, and I, I, I know it exists because I, I, I used to own it. Yeah. And, If anyone out there could find that and send it to uh, uh, us at Twitter at Titans O T I T A N S O W R E S T L I N at Twitter, uh, please, please uh, get us that picture of sitting at the table. 
You know, his father whacks him. He's like, hey, you know, I work, I work hard on my scars. <laughs> oh, I, work, I work hard on my scars. Mom, I work hard on my scars all night and he whacks me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strange baby face turn. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I've seen a picture of that, too. You know, I know it, it was... It was in, in Georgia. He did. It was. It was one of those like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm gonna bring it. Like Tommy Rich said, you know, maybe like I'm gonna bring in a monster to battle you, and it's Abby. You know, like oh my god, because they did that a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hopefully we can uh, track that picture down because it, it needs to be found. Um, that the tag title switch. I I just I love that match. Oh, I thought a million times on the old um, history of the WWF tag team tape and the pop at the end, that's one of the all-time great explosions. Oh, yeah. And it was, like I said, in, 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 in living rooms all over yeah. fucking Northeast, at least, wherever who got mm-hmm. television. Because A, you didn't get matches like that on TV on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Let alone a title change. Yep. Uh, and let alone like Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas or mm-hmm. they look they look different than everyone else. You know, not just because they were black, because mm-hmm. they're fucking super fucking cut. Yeah, and that was impressive back then. We're like, yeah, man. especially WWF fans, you know, like guys like in super shape who could fucking wrestle. Oh, totally. Yeah, they were a bit ahead of the uh, curve, or you know, the coming uh, era. They hated um, each other. <laughs> yeah, and they brought that up in a weird sort of way that. Mixed kayfabe and shoot, basically. Yeah. Where they 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 blamed Atlas's you know lack of uh, progression as a as a wrestler on on conflicts outside the ring, but they were very vague about the whole thing and yeah, and uh, it, it it didn't make sense. Like they blamed the constant conflict for like their team not being very good, but they were good enough to win the the tag team championships. It was, yeah. yeah. Well, it was basically Rocky Johnson. Uh, thought Tony Atlas was a shucking and jiving right. uh, embarrassment, mm-hmm. uh, basically. Uh, that's what it comes down to. Uh, Whether there's a you know, you look at both sides of it, and right. you know, you, you have to. But in Rocky Johnson's mind, he you know felt like you know, Rocky Johnson's like you know, is well spoken, mm-hmm. you know, black athlete, and, uh, and and Tony Atlas is you know shucking and jiving and just being Tony who he is. Yeah, you know, and he, and he, he just they just did not get along. It's unfortunate, <laughs> like they had to work with each other every night. And I, I remember being so fucking disappointed because the the title switch to Adonis and Murdoch also happened on Saturday on TV. TV. Yep, and I remember thinking, and it was right at that time where I was like, "Yeah, I know wrestling is you know not real, you know." You know mm-hmm. what it is, but I still, you know, was like, oh, man, you know, I don't know, and and really emotionally invested in on that level, mm-hmm. and I was just like, wait, these two fat guys beat, yeah, these guys, oh, fuck you, right. you know, you know, I had no inkling that I'm looking at fucking Adonis and Murdoch who were just fucking amazing, you know, I yeah, just like, no, of these two, these two fat. Fuckers, mm-hmm. just be. It, it felt like, well, wait, Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson just won them. 
Yeah, it God. wasn't a long reign. I think it was it a few months, maybe. Yeah. yeah, for me, it was when Honky Tonk beat uh, Ricky Steamboat. That was uh, my, that's, yeah. That was my moment of like, really? You know? The- yeah, that is. Uh, that was a depth of blow. <laughs> no, that, that, that was one of my, you know what? I, I maybe ought to start chasing pussy in high school <laughs> on Saturdays and uh, watch this shit. Unfortunately, I was only nine. 10 years old at that time. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, world-class footage uh, was <laughs> interesting in the rodeo. I mean, I, I don't... If Vince would have seen this, it would have made him sick to his stomach. I think it was just so, so Southern. Um, but but awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to cut in real quick. We uh, when I was in a fraternity in college. And we would, uh, all the fraternities, we would do a thing called fight night. And we'd end up boxing a guy. I, I, for me, I did it. And we drew, we would draw about 4,000 people to come watch it. <laughs> oh, really? Fight. Did, yeah. did, did the nerds uh, have to fight the Jags? No, no. Um, it was whatever. I, but no one ever got, no, you, you, you had to be like the biggest pussy to get knocked out because you're all geared up. You're you're only fighting three rounds, and you're just both guys are both blown up after the first like minute and a half. So the rest of the after the first minute and a half, the rest of the fights the the match matches sucked. But every year you go out of some rinky dink kind of like something like rodeo thing uh, to draw do this thing. I did I did I fought once and uh, never again. It was fucking horrific. <laughs> so so we can, what we can ascertain is that. Texas is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fight uh, night. Oh, Fight original. night. Amazing. Real original. No, it's, <laughs> it's it rhymes. Let's, let's get together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the fraternity endorsed. You gotta love it. Oh my god. So we looked at uh, three Hall of Fame profiles of three um, you know, very uh varied wrestlers with different backgrounds and and different uh, skills we looked at bobo brazil ernie ladd and tony atlas and i think we had a pretty pretty fun time doing it so where are we well next time on the titans of wrestling actually this time as advertised um was supposed to be a 1981 show actually is right. that where we're going, or is Parv? I know Parv has been hackering on that uh, well, that's, Mid-Atlantic. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah. I, I think okay. we've maybe closed the door temporarily on on the WWF. Um, behind the scenes, we've had some debates um, as to the direction of the show. And it seems like the consensus is we're going to explore new areas. Uh, well, well I, I like to think like we we, we did do uh, at one point last year we uh, took a break and did Continental and uh, a bunch of other stuff. So right. I don't think it means we're shutting any doors on anything. It just means we're going to do some shows on some other stuff. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, not shutting of doors, but a, a brief detour into some other areas. I think beginning with Mid Atlantic um, seems to be the consensus where we may. Uh, yeah, might end up in our uh, next uh, adventure, but yes, no, of course we have the WWF. Um, at least, I mean, I'm interested in seeing it uh, progress. Teeth and parts. You know, you know what? You know what? I, I, I'd like to uh, dip into some of the world class 
that's uh, available uh, on the uh, the network and uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, I love, there, I love watching stuff. Yeah, there's some, there's some, uh, the, 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 um, the, they did the great TV. episodic television. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I just watched that, uh, the one where they're all, like, putting over Iceman Parsons as the new yeah. arrival guy. And uh, that was a fun show. Yeah, they do. Uh, they, they, they mix it well with having decent enough matches along with good promos and good, good uh, Bill Mercer, I thought. Well, not Bill Mercer, but what's his name? Um, Mark Lorenz. Mark, no, no, Bill Murphy. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah. uh, what I did was great at uh, doing those skits, like with the Freebirds mm-hmm. and Bugsy McGraw, and and those likes. Uh, uh, it was like really cutting edge stuff. I, I, I from that episode uh, to give a teaser on that uh, when they're they keep going to like various people uh, to ask what they think about Iceman Parsons, and the Von Erics give the most like white boy fucking thing like oh we like him he's teaching us how to boogie so, <laughs> yeah think of the free birds <laughs> and it's like yeah you think you're big stuff aren't don't you and uh, then buddy roberts is the one that says you are one of the finest black athletes there's no question and then terry gordy goes that's his problem <laughs> and, you know, and, 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 and Hayes is like uh, yeah yeah I was like so Buddy so Buddy Roberts is the progressive of this group apparently yeah later later on like in the like in the 80s late 80s they formed the Iceman joined uh, Buddy Roberts and uh, they became the Blackbirds uh, and uh, yep. their version of the Blackbirds is Buddy Roberts and I remember Buddy and Iceman were cutting a promo and Buddy Roberts goes, I love you like a brother. And then they both of them start, and you can tell they're both trying not to crack up. Now they're both full of shit. No, there's tons of potential areas to explore. We've been talking about all kinds of things for months. We, we, we can talk so about wonderful cool. magic, magic dragon matches. Magic dragon matches. Yeah. Checkmate. 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 <laughs> there, that's the cool thing about wrestling, especially in the territories. You can just go and check out on how they present, how they, they and a lot of them ran similar angles, but see how why one got over and one didn't, what they did, what what little nuances, how they changed up things. So there's so many different avenues to look at, and then they really did have a whole different different styles mm-hmm. of, of wrestling. And really, and really watching how Fritz changed how the 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 television production of of wrestling was because mm-hmm. uh, I mean the, the cameras in the ring and, yeah. and all that stuff that's was so ahead of its time yeah mm-hmm. I, I was taking world class uh, wrestling to Nitro uh, where you got a bunch of main yeah, event matches but it was quick paced and I uh, like those things on the network those things fly by yeah. Quick yeah. oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. No, that's a very good comparison actually because they were cutting edge and they influenced um the WWF Everything. big time. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, basically, we're wide open right now. I mean, the, it's who knows what direction we're going in. Um, you know. So, uh, yeah. Check us out next time. Mid Atlantic, maybe. Yeah. Why not? It'll be something different. Um, we can promise you that. So. Yes, join us. Parv will be back, and the Fabulous Four will be entering a new chapter. 
in the the titans of wrestling. Yes, uh, Parv. I've got word Parv as a. Uh, successfully navigated um, uh, Larry and uh, Chrissy and uh, Janet uh, and the Ropers and everything's going to be just fine. Great. <laughs> I knew he would. I knew. Anyway, good night, everybody. got in trouble in school uh, you're like shocked but there's like all these different levels of deans there's not just one dean uh to blow the myth mythos out there's like the dean of students there's the dean of justice there's oh, the wow. dean of this dean of that. Yeah, uh, dean douglas yeah there's so many deans when i was in trouble i had to deal with the dean of justice the, oh, dean, wow. the dean, wait the dean of justice see yeah. i went to college too we had one dean uh, we had a lot. I had the honor, the student, dean of students who, because I, I got in trouble, we had to go deal, deal with the dean of justice. The dean of justice? That's the most fun. Was it Chuck Norris? No. <laughs> he, he had to throw down our, our, our punishment. Oh, wow. The dean of justice. I'm here to throw down some Texas style justice. That, uh, <laughs> my, my two friends who I got in trouble with, those cowards left because they couldn't deal with the, uh, the, the punishment and went to somewhere other school. I I, oh. I, I went did it because to me I thought it was ridiculously easy to do uh, the punishment, but it was still ridiculous. Wow, Pete's uh, stormy what past you, and college. What, 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 what did you have to do? Work on David Von Ayer's ranch? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, it was one of these stupid college. Um, you know, I mean, Johnny. You know, we, we've heard you on 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 air, so you we know you get fucked up. Um, I one of these oh, nights oh. where we are all fucked up, fucking stoned and drunk, and we decided uh, we we we. Uh, Decided to, I started to play a prank on these guys, my buddies down the hall, uh, on the floor, and I filled up a big old, uh, big one of those giant garbage cans with water, and I took a shit in it, and I knocked on, <laughs> I knocked on their door. So when they opened up the door, the 
garbage can fell through oh, and, yeah. and the shit floated into the room. <laughs> Who are you, Johnny Valentine? Yeah, no, right, exactly. And then um, they uh, and then they came back and lit a pizza box on fire, and I chased them, thinking I put the fire out. But when I closed the, slammed the door, the backdraft caused the flames to go back up. So when I came back in, the dorm room was on fire. And I, I, I got it out, but the, the, all the alarms had gone off. And so then, of course, I went into the famous Steve Sanders uh, line from Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> deny, deny, deny. Lie to you, die. So I just lie, making up the stories. And so by the time... Uh, <laughs> the guy made the school paper. They had the truth because eventually we ended up telling the truth. We had the truth, and it morphed with the uh, the lie story. So it made out made it let sound like we were like the biggest pieces of crap. I, I was I was twenty. Uh, I was a third year freshman. I was twenty. So they're like, like Peter Mocker, third year. Tw-. My friend's reading it to me. Third year freshman. He's laughing. I'm like I'm like you're a third year freshman. What are you laughing about? And he goes, Yeah. And then there was. Fetches in their room. I go, you know what? It's feces, you moron. (laughs) 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 So it just made us look like the biggest pieces of shit. No pun intended. Uh, Yeah. So we had to go to dorms. We had to go. So our punishment was doing some community service. So we went from dorms. We had to go to dorms and old folk homes and uh, and then do uh, do speeches. No, do speeches on the uh, dangers of uh, of, of drinking, drinking, drugging, and and fire. How they don't mix. The dangers of shitting and fucking. So doing that, having to do that speech, my girlfriend came because she thought it was the funniest thing. How I was going to have to do this speech, and they booked it at for nine o'clock at night at this old folk home. No, so awake. No, it's awake. Yeah, two people were, were awake. Everyone else was asleep. I worked at old folks' homes for twenty yeah. years. No one's awake at nine o'clock. Yeah. That's the fun. That's the best thing ever. Yeah. That's the best thing ever on Titans, right there. Holy there shit! Go. Yeah, that's oh, that's quite the story. Oh wow! <laughs> so, oh my god! <laughs> Black History Month concludes with a <laughs> turd, a turd prank by a white Texan. I'm terribly awry. <laughs> that's how things go on the Titans of Wrestling.